This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Garfield Bowen. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today I have the pleasure of introducing Good Neighbor, Dr. Gabriel Guerrero with Diabetes and Darug here. How are you doing today? Not bad at all. All right. We're excited to learn all about you and your practice. Uh, tell us about your, your, your practice. Well, my practice is hopefully going to be opening in the month of October. Um, I have been in the community for about 14 years, uh, initially with uh, Martin Health System and subsequently with the Cleveland Clinic, but I will venture out on my own, hopefully in the month of October. Um, opening up my uh, practice is going to be called Diabetes and Thyroid Care with um, me as the endocrinologist of the office with a special emphasis on diabetes and thyroid care, like the name of the practice will say. That's what I think is what is most needed in the community because of the diabetes epidemic that, that we currently have. That must be exciting, opening your own practice. Um, exciting, scary. Um <laughs> It's a mixture of feelings. There's a lot of things that need to be completed for a physician office to take place. I'm sure with uh, plenty of other businesses, there's a lot uh, to be done. But I think it's an extra level of complexity when it comes for a medical practice. It's the electronic medical system. It is the insurance companies. It's uh, it's. It's a lot. Uh, we're getting stuff done, and hopefully October will be uh, the go-live date. Well, um, there's a shortage of doctors everywhere, so I'm sure the Port St. Lucie residents will be excited to support you and your new um, venture. So how did you get into this business, you know, being a doctor? Did you just wake up at 10 or 15 and says, that's what I want to do? What, what led you to this field? Um not exactly. I mean, I, I, my nickname in in middle school was Doc. I mean, from, from <laughs> way back as a teenager, kind of knew that medicine was going to be my my choice uh, as an older adult, and uh, it was uh, what it led, eventually I led to uh, develop and go into medical school and stuff. I. I went to medical school back home in, in Ecuador. And um, over there, it's a little bit of a difference because right out of high school, at 17, 18, you jump into medical school. There's no um, college to kind of like um, uh, mold things. You get thrown into the shark tank from one day to the next. And it's a pretty rude awakening, I would assume. Um, Kind of like a boot camp in in military, but except that this boot camp lasts seven years. <laughs> wow! Medical wow. school back home is uh, at least back then, back in the nineties when I started, it was a seven year medical program. I understand that it has been shortened to a six year medical program subsequently. Um, I'm the first physician in my family, um, and definitely not the last one. Um, one of my nephews uh, uh, is a doctor now, also here in the States, doing his residency in Chicago. And my middle son um, appears to be inclined uh, to medicine. Okay. What led you to this particular specialty in medicine? Well, it's uh, not a funny story, but um, 
not a sad story either. Uh, God has a plan. We don't see it immediately, but there's there's always a, a God's plan behind everything that we do. I strongly believe that. Um, after completing medical school and uh, sitting for my board examinations and reapplied to have my uh, licensure here in, uh, in America to come and train here, um, initially in internal medicine and subsequently endocrinology, um, I developed type 1 diabetes myself. Um, and I diagnosed myself when I was, I'm going to say 26, uh, 26 or 27, something like that, which is an unusual age to present with type 1 diabetes. But that's that's what happened. Um, obviously, I couldn't do a low-carbohydrate diet and take a couple of pills. It was four shots of insulin from day one. Um, and it was tricky uh, because having diabetes is almost like a full-time job. But um, the catch is that I was juggling my new diagnosis of type 1 diabetes at the time that I was starting my intern year at the University of Miami uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital, which is a phenomenal training program uh, because of the wealth of uh, pathology that is seen down there, but it's also a very uh, intense uh, training program. Days were long, uh, on-call nights were long. Um, back then there was no um, regulation for hours like it is now. Back then it was uh, complicated. I remember distinctly being on call 36 hours straight uh, with not a minute of sleep at all in the entire night and with a sandwich on board. And that was it. Uh, it was tough and a little bit tougher having type 1 diabetes, but we managed. We survived. And 20-something years later, you're interviewing me uh, at soon to be opening my own practice. So <laughs> well, I, in like the end, it's just a long process. Yeah, I guess God is good. Yeah, he led you to that particular field. Of course, you had it. So you had to study, know all about to take care of yourself, you know, so. So I, I strongly believe that having type 1 diabetes doesn't make me a better endocrinologist, but has enlightened me in the the two aspects of the disease, the, the physician uh, with the knowledge and the advice and the guidance and the counseling and also the patient side with the, okay, I have to do the watch what I'm eating, take my insulin shot, uh, prick my finger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you get both sides of the story in my particular case. And I think that that gives me a different perspective, a different angle when I'm trying to help uh, my patients uh, deal with this chronic medical condition called either type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes. Well, I, I, I see it. It'll make you a lot more relatable to them because you're actually uh, living it. So you know what they're, they're yeah. going through. Um, outside of work, Dr. Guerrero, um, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, <laughs> I'm a soccer fanatic, um, like crazy, crazy. Um, put this man on handcuffs and put him in a, in a room or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. Um, I, uh, I've watched soccer since I was a little boy. Uh, my dad was a soccer, uh, fanatic. He actually played some soccer, uh, in his younger years. Um, 
back home. And um, he definitely cultivated that passion for this uh, for this sport, uh, what they call the beautiful uh, sport, the beautiful game um, of soccer. And I have been blessed to watch hundreds uh, of soccer games live in multiple stadiums in America, Europe, um, even Asia. And um, been to a couple of World Cups. Uh, I, I, I will travel to watch a soccer game hands down any day of the week. That's that's really, really, really what I like uh, to do when I am out of my office. My three boys, uh, Gabriel, Diego, Mateo, who are now 17, 16, and 13, they all play uh, travel soccer. And on any given weekend, we'll be in multiple fields all over Florida supporting them um, and rooting for them. And those are my three favorite players in the planet. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know, but outside the States, a lot of them refer to soccer as football. Oh, that's that's the way. <laughs> of course. Uh, um, it is football in every place except for America, where we have to take number two for American football and just take soccer as the standby uh, name. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Jamaica, so I, I, oh, I know. So I'm know preaching that. to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Dr. Yes, Guerrero, okay? And I know your practice is not quite open yet, but mm-hmm. you've been practicing. You know, this is not a new practice. You've been you've been practicing your, you know, this is just you being on your own. But what is the one thing that you want our listeners to remember when they think about uh, diabetes and thyroid care? Um, diabetes is the real pandemic. Um, COVID came and went. We survived uh, as a as as mankind. We we have moved over. Uh, the famous natural immunity eventually came through vaccination and through uh, just being able to tolerate the virus. But um, we move on. Um, diabetes is a very very prevalent medical condition. Um, at this point in time, there are 30 million Americans that have it um, out of a country of 300, 300 million plus. So that's one about one out of every 10 Americans. The projections are that by the year 2050, at least one out of every three Americans will have it. And unfortunately, the rates are growing. And it is a chronic medical condition. Um, it is a chronic medical condition that will be with you from diagnosis until the day that you die. And um, we need to uh, understand that there are many, many, many aspects of the treatment of of diabetes, Um, from the dietary and exercise component through, of course, the pharmacological, the drug, uh, the medication uh, component. And it is that combination of what the patient can do on its own through watching the diet and following an exercise program and weight management and trying to lose a little bit of weight complemented what the physician can do through uh, drug therapy that will hopefully lead to the prevention of complications of diabetes. Because unfortunately, diabetes, uh, which is my passion, um, I would probably say that 70 plus percent of my day is spent taking care of patients who have diabetes. can be a devastating disease if you don't take it seriously. Um, If you don't do your job as a patient, um, again, with the diet, with the medications, with the exercise and all those things, uh, diabetes may bite you. 
um, diabetes is a leading cause of blindness in the U.S. Diabetes is a leading cause of uh, kidney failure leading to kidney transplants and dialysis in the U.S. Diabetes is the leading cause of limb uh, loss of limbs, amputations of limbs that is not related to accidents or war injuries. Um, so it is a big deal. Um, it is something that is real and unfortunately Unlike COVID that came and went, uh, and we still have COVID, and let me rephrase that, we will always have COVID. It's, the cat is out of the bag, and um, it's it's there, but it's not lethal anymore. Through vaccination, through herd immunity, now we can survive as, as mankind. It's not like March of 2020 when the world was coming to an end. Um, so definitely um, we are coping with this, and... The bigger problem that we have nowadays is is diabetes as as a true pandemic because the numbers are unfortunately increasing time after time. Um, we have a very sedentary lifestyle. We don't exercise as much as a as a nation as a planet. We're getting bigger um, weight wise. Um, we rely on too much processed food. I understand everybody's busy. Everybody has to go from one job to the other and then just stop at a fast food place, eat the sandwich, the burger in the car and go to your next job and take care of business and produce and be productive for the society and support your family. But in making all those choices, um, we are hurting ourselves and we're not taking care of our body and we only have one of those. I love having doctors on my show. Such a wealth of knowledge. And I'm sure my um, listeners appreciate your, your, your time with us today. Um, how can our listeners learn more about diabetes and thyroid, thyroid care? Well, we have a website. Um, it's diabetes uh, diabetesandthyroidcare.com. And um we have information pertinent to the services that we will provide as far as uh, diabetes management, not just in the form of um, the conventional treatments with uh, medications and injections of insulin, but um, a more specialized uh, type of care in patients who have type 1 diabetes or maybe patients who have type 2 diabetes that have lost the ability to produce insulin and maybe need an insulin pump. Our, our office is very knowledgeable in how to handle such uh, sophisticated uh, me uh, medical devices like insulin pumps or continuous glucose monitors so that patients don't have to continuously prick their finger to know what their sugar is. There are devices that can be attached uh, to the abdomen, to the arm, that will let the patient know exactly what the sugar is 24-7 with alerts and alarms that will be triggered if the sugar is a little too low or if the sugar is a little too high preventing potential complications of passing out. Um, and all those things we uh, uh, have listed in our website, patients can get educated. And if proper, uh, patients can be started on such uh, therapy. Is there a number you'd like to share? Um, my office number is area, we're not open yet. Uh, we will be open soon. We're hoping that October 2nd will be uh, the opening day of the office. And at this point in time, if somebody calls the office, obviously it will go into just a, uh, a voicemail and nothing is gonna happen. But um, hopefully in the month of October, we will be able to um, uh, 
be able to answer the phone calls that are going to come through our our um our phone our cell phone i'm not our cell phone but our office phone number is area code 772 uh 324 i'm sorry i'm i'm uh 772 324 2007 i'm sorry about that okay that- we'll we'll put it on 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 the, the the podcast as well on the bottom uh, Dr. Guerrero, I really appreciate having you on the show. I wish you and your business the very best moving forward. Thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to share uh, my future office with the community. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Port St. Lucie. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpportstlucie.com. That's gnpportstlucie.com. Or call 772-362-3840.